Most people are stuck in these, but they don't even realize it. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses, and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. For those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo, founder of Mojo Human Performance Institute, where we focus on business, mindset, and lifestyle hacking for driven mofos. And the reason why I do these episodes is that most people waste their life, and I just don't want you to be one of them. All right, today we are talking about something that most people don't even know that they have, and they are so common. It's probably one of the most common patterns that most people have in regards to their lives, yet most people don't realize that they have them, which means that they can't change them, because the first part of change is awareness. What I'm talking about is vicious cycles. Most people don't realize that they have vicious cycles, probably because they don't spend enough time reflecting or thinking through things in an environment which is conducive to thinking effectively. What I mean by that is that a lot of people have the weekends off and they'll sit in front of the TV and they'll preoccupy themselves. Or they'll watch sport and they get caught up in other shit or they get caught up in other people's drama. So it deflects their thinking away from thinking about what they're going through in life and their challenges. Now you might be thinking, you know, well, I do think about my problems and I do think about my stress. But the question really is, how effective do you think through those stresses, those problems, those frustrations, all those cycles that you have? And for most people, it's not very effective. The reason why I say that is because after working with tens of thousands of people and probably having seen hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people's patterns of behaviors, you can tell by a person normally that if you just listen to them talk, it's normally very obvious that they're very predictable. So a lot of people will have vicious financial cycles. They will get ahead financially and then they'll end up back at the same position, which is broke or living week to week and struggling and they'll be stressed and they'll be frustrated. Then they'll work through that for a period of time They'll have a lot of pressure, a lot of stress. They'll just start getting a bit of free flow. Everything will be going great. Life's going great. And then bang, the next second, they're back in the shit again. And that's their cycle. Some people's financial cycles are 12-month cycles. Some people, they're two years. Some people, they're five years. And some people, they're six or seven, maybe even 10 years. I've got a few people that I know and who I've come across. And effectively, they bankrupt their company about every seven years. So they'll grow a business and then they end up bankrupt. And this is like their third or fourth cycle that they've gone through. When they're on the way up, they become completely ignorant and oblivious to this pattern exists. When everything's a problem, they normally don't have the time to invest, the money to invest, or the mental capacity in an inspired state to invest. So instead of investing in change or investing in their growth, when everything's going well, they go, oh, fuck it, I don't need it. Everything's gone sweet. Like everything's gone great again. I've sorted out this time. But the truth is they haven't sorted it out this time. They're still in the same vicious loop and it's just a loop. So they're on the way up, but they don't realize that they're going to end up back at the same position, which is bankrupt again. And so the couple of people that I'm thinking of, you know, about every five to seven years, they end up bankrupt again. I have a few people that I know who start businesses and they get a business off the ground and it gets going. And about three to four years later, they end up jumping into a new business and the old business turns into just a pile of shit and they jump into this new business and off they go again. And so they're great at starting businesses. They're just crap at building them. And they don't realize that that's part of their vicious cycle. I was talking to a business owner today who is probably the business is a couple hundred million dollars in turnover. And the challenge that I was talking to them about is that they have a lot of heavy investment. So the business grows quite quick, but unfortunately this person is still trapped in a founder's mindset. And as a founder of a business, when you first start a business, you're quite erratic. You've got to do a lot of things. You've got to do sales. You've got to do marketing. 
There's not a lot of system. There's not a lot of process. There's not a lot of infrastructure in the business. And so because of that, you just bounce around and you just tell people what to do all the time. Hey, I need this done. Hey, I need that. Hey, have you remembered this? But it's quite chaotic. So as a founder of a startup, you wake up at one or two o'clock in the morning and go, oh shit, I forgot to do that. Oh crap, I haven't done that. And then so the next morning you go to work and you blast stuff and you go, hey, I asked you to do that the other day. How come it's not done? And so everything is very, very erratic and sporadic and there's no real proper decision-making process. There's not a lot of great management. There's not really a lot of great leadership, even though those business owners think that they're good leaders. They're not actually good leaders because if you look at the business as a whole, it's very erratic and it's crazy and there's a lot of shit going on and everyone's just flying off of the seat of their pants. This founder had a very predictable pattern, even though their business is worth a couple of hundred million dollars, they still have that founder mentality. And so they will start a business, they onboard a heap of staff, they onboard a heap of cash, then they expect that the staff are gonna figure everything out, but they like selling. So they go out and they sell all this stuff, they make a ton of money, and they're in an industry, I'm not gonna name what industry it is, but it's in an industry where it's conducive of making a lot of money really, really quickly as well. And so the business takes off, and then you know, four to five years later, well actually even from the start, but four to five years later, he's stressed out, he's frustrated, staff are fucked, they're all useless, I can't believe it, like I'm paying all this money, there's all this money going out, I just can't trust half of the people there, everyone tells me that they're doing things, they're not doing stuff. But then because the business has been erratic for so long, Every time he takes his foot off the gas with sales, then cash flow starts drying up in the business because I've got a big team. And so then he jumps back into sales and sells more. But then when he's not there watching the team, the team go mental again because there's no systems and processes and infrastructure. And so they waste a lot of time. They waste a lot of energy. They waste a lot of resource. And so then he's got to jump back out and sell again. But his vicious cycle is that he goes back into selling all the time instead of working on the team. So he keeps making money but the team are the thing that keeps costing him money. So he's in this almost like a rock and a hard place where if he's not doing sales, then cash flow dries up. But if he doesn't work on the team, then they keep spending all the money that he makes anyway. And there's so many inefficiencies that this cycle keeps going around in circles. And then when it happens, after a while he gets stressed out and burnt out. And so he wants to go and start another project or another venture or something like that. And he's up to his you know, fourth or fifth venture now. And the business can't scale above where it's currently at because he just keeps doing the same thing, right? He's predictable. And so that's what I was speaking to him about this morning. Hence why I wanna talk about this on the podcast because he's predictable. It's just he doesn't realize that his vicious cycle is about a five-year cycle. Now, some people have those three-year financial cycles. Some people have a one-year financial cycle. Some people have an intimate relationship cycle where their longest intimate relationship is three years. And that's because they love the dating phase. They love the passion stage where both parties pretend that they're something that they're not, show all their upsides, look at all the good things that I do. Because this is what happens when you date, right? You don't tell people who you really are. You tell people all your good things. So, you know, you poop with the door closed, you don't argue, you don't fight, you hug each other, you know, before you catch up with each other, you both go have a shower and you all get cleaned up. And so then when you meet up with each other, you all smell amazing and you're all fresh and your teeth are cleaned. And, you know, you talk about all the nice things in your life. But when you start living together, you start realizing that the other person has this whole other side and it can create a lot of chaos in a relationship. And the more someone lives with the other person, the more they get to find out who that person really is. Now, a lot of people don't like doing that because it's quite tough and it's quite challenging. You've got to have more effective communication. You have to understand another person's values. You have to then understand how to get them to do things that you want, but also give up things that you want in order to help them as well. And so you've got to work together and it's a very much a team dynamic. 
But a lot of individuals don't like going through that stage because it's fucking tough in order to build a high quality, great relationship, which sometimes can take 10 to 15 years and really a great relationship you're working on your whole entire life. The same as business, the same as your health, the same as anything that's worthwhile. But a lot of people don't like doing that. They like the passionate, exciting, fun stages of a relationship. And then all of a sudden, when that relationship starts to grow effectively and you start to see the other side and you've got to work on communication, all these skills, some people freak the fuck out and they go, you know what, this person's just not right for me. And that's their bullshit excuse to not working on themselves and not working through their challenges and not learning how to communicate effectively, not learning how to understand other people. And so they never end up in a loving relationship. They just have a passionate relationship, which they think is love. That's not what love is. If you've listened to my other podcasts, love is essentially the dichotomy of both pleasure and pain, both good and bad. And so in a loving relationship, your partner is your best friend and your nightmare or your worst enemy. They'll bring out the best and the worst in you. They will help you to balance out. So when you're elated and excited, they will kick your legs out from underneath you and show you why you're not as good as what you think you are. When you're down and depressed and feeling like shit, not backing yourself, they'll come and support you and pick you up. And that's why a lot of people don't really want a loving relationship. They want a passionate relationship. And the word passion, the etymology or the history of the word means to suffer. And the reason why people suffer in passionate relationships is because passion is fun. It's all one-sided. It's very, look at me, I'm always clean, I'm always fresh, my family's amazing, my friends are amazing, my work life's amazing, look how great I'm doing in life. And so you show all the upsides because you're selling yourself to this person. Whereas after a while, the person knows who you are. And so you have to sell yourself in a better way, which means you need to be better, you need to improve. You need to get better because they can see all your faults, all your bullshit, all the things that aren't really you, and they'll call you on that stuff. And some people just don't like that. So. Some people end up in a relationship cycle. Some people end up in a health cycle. Gain weight, lose weight, gain weight, lose weight, gain weight, lose weight. And that cycle might be a six-month or a three-month cycle that they go through. These are common cycles that most people face. It's just when people are on the way up, they become fucking ignorant and stupid. When everything's going well, they go, oh, I don't need to change. Everything's going great. I've figured it all out. And this is the dumb shit that they convince themselves. I've figured it all out. Yet, it eventually ends up in exactly the same position that they always keep ending up in. And that is they hit rock bottom again. And then when they hit rock bottom again, they beat themselves up, they feel guilty, they feel ashamed of stuff, you know, and all this stuff stops them from acting again. So when they're on the way up, they don't change because why would I change when everything's going great and I'm a fucking hero? But then when everything turns to shit, they think that they're the worst person ever and they're the greatest villain that they've ever met inside their own mind and they beat themselves up and feel guilty and feel like shit and they're ashamed. And so again, they don't change. And so this is the reason why most people don't change. They're predictable. 95 to 99% of the people that I went to school with, they're the same fucking person that I went to school with. You know, we left school when I was 18, I'm now 39, 21 years and they're still predictable. They're still doing the same shit. They act the same way, they think the same way and they still hang out with the same people. Why? Because they're predictable, they're just predictable. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just that if you're listening to this podcast, you're a driven mofo. Like you're driven for more, you're driven to achieve, you're driven to be better, you're driven to grow. Now, there's nothing wrong with staying the same. Like if you want the same life that you've always had, then that's perfectly okay. But you've got to accept that and be honest with yourself. The majority of people in my community or in this community are driven for more. There's nothing wrong with that either, but you've just got to admit to yourself what you want. And you've got to admit to yourself what it takes in order to get those things. Like I know that I'm driven to feel good about my body and in order to feel better than what I did at 20, at the age of 40 and at the age of 50. And so because of that, I've had to be honest with myself. 
I need to train more. I need to stretch more. I need to look after my nutrition better. I need to get advice from better people. So I need to go out there and have a bunch of people who I'm surrounded with who are extremely great at what they do from physios to chiropractors to my integrated medicine doctor who I go to and go get blood work done and all that sort of stuff. Do I have to do that? Fuck no. I can just be average like most other people. They don't need that. But if I want to be great, then you've got to surround yourself with great people and do great things, which normally most people don't understand. My family are like, why are you going to the doctor? And I'm like, I don't know, because I want to stay healthy. And they go, but you are healthy. And I'm like, I fucking know. That's why I go to the doctor. Why do I have to wait until I'm sick to go to the doctor? It's counterintuitive. Why do I have to work on my mental health when it's fucked up, but I don't need to work on my mental health when everything's going well? Like that's counterintuitive. It's fucking stupid. Like if you want to be great, professional athletes, have trainers. Why do they have trainers? Is it because they're lazy? Is it because they're shit? Or is it because they're stupid? None of those things. They just know that to get the best out of themselves, they need to have someone who's observing from the outside and they need to do different things. Now, does the average person think that same way? No. That's why they're average. That's why they're mediocre. That's why they're the same as most other people in society. Most of our society, even though you know they say they want to perform better and they want to do better, they don't really because if they did, they would change the way that they view having people around them. For instance, if you want to have a great relationship, how many people have a relationship coach or go to any courses where it actually helps with the relationship? Now, I'm not talking about the bullshit spirituality ones that are all based with people that haven't been to earth for a long, long time and float around on fucking clouds because a lot of them are dreamers. I'm talking about real legitimate dating or relationship coaches that will grind you and call you on your bullshit and will say to you, you don't fucking listen to that person and you don't communicate effectively. You don't say what you want. And if you don't say what you want, then this is the core result. You need someone who's going to hold both parties accountable, not someone who just talks about a fantasy and an ideal like, oh, we should all get along and everyone should just get along. And you know, you should both just accept each other. That's great in theory, but how do I accept the other person? How do I accept their bullshit? How do I accept their values? How do I accept it when I want to go do something and they don't want to do it? How do I communicate that more effectively? What does it look like? What's the strategy? These are the things that people need in order to have a great relationship. Yet most people won't do that. They want a great relationship, but they go, oh, I don't really have a problem yet. So therefore I don't need a coach. And then when the shit hits the fan, everything falls apart and they're ashamed to go to a coach because they'll figure it out themselves. The same as most people go to a personal trainer because they're ashamed of their body not because they're inspired to have a great body. Those who love training and understand exercise and health and fitness is a priority in their life, they'll get a trainer, not even to hold them accountable, but to bring out the best in them, to get the best out of them, to understand the little nuances of the way that this person operates. Other people, they'll get fat, they'll get overweight, they'll feel like shit, they'll get sick, they'll end up with some sort of dis-ease. And then all of a sudden they go to a trainer or they go to a health professional and they go, fix me. And then when everything starts going well, they go, sorry, I don't need you anymore, I'm already fixed. And then they just end up back in the same position because most of their decisions are made in desperation, not inspiration. They're made from pain, not the potential of what they could be. And that's the difference. I had a conversation with a business owner the other day and they said, you know, I love the whole idea of what you're doing in business growth odyssey. But at the moment, I don't really have any problems. And I was like, cool. Is that your decision-making strategy to grow a great business? That I only do shit when I have problems? Because if that's the case, then you're probably going to do well for a while and then end up back in problems. Do well for a while and end up back in problems. And you'll never get proper traction. You'll just go around in circles. Whereas when you go, I love business, therefore I need to learn a lot of shit about business. And in order for my business to grow, I need to be learning and surrounding myself in a growth environment in order to consistently learn. Because there is so much shit that I need to learn in order to be a great business owner and a great business leader. So therefore you're basing your decisions on your potential of what you have the capability of becoming instead of, just dealing with problems. And most people's driver in life is pain. And as I mentioned, most people's vicious cycles 
are just pain avoidance. And then they're in pain and then they do enough just to get out of pain and then they end up pain avoiding again. And so they just go around in circles versus a person who's inspired goes, I can be great at this thing. Therefore, let's be great. What does it take in order to be the best that I can be at that thing? Whether it be an intimate relationship, whether it be health. Like I've got a personal trainer. I have my medical doctors. I have people around me who are optimizing my health. Did I do that before the business went well? Yes. I was doing all this shit before the business went well. It actually helped the business to do as well as what it has. So a lot of people wait until they're at some point before they do things instead of realizing like these are the things that I do now that will create habits that will lead and drive me to greater success. So this is the way that I think is a better way of thinking. Like, do I just make decisions out of desperation or do I make decisions out of inspiration? Like if you're only making money in order to be comfortable, you're only going to do enough to be comfortable. And then when you're comfortable, you end up going back to being uncomfortable. And this is like 95% of society. And then people wonder why the rich get richer. Because the rich admit to themselves, I want to be fucking loaded. I want to be able to do whatever I want, however I want, whenever I want. But in order to do that, there comes a responsibility. And there becomes a whole bunch of shit that I need to learn in order to get ahead financially. And really, what I'm basing all my decisions on is consistently moving forward and growing financially. And so they'll consistently make decisions in order to grow financially. And that's just how they operate. Whereas the average person is looking for comfort financially so they'll do just enough to get ahead and then they end up back in the same position because when they get ahead, they blow all their cash and they go back to being in pain again. So they end up in this vicious cycle. So what I've learned is that if you want to be great, master every area of life and go, is this the best that I can do? Do I want to be super rich? Fucking oath I do. Do I want to have a global empire? 100% I do. And once I admitted that to myself, I was like, cool, let's grow. And what it did was it gave me freedom. Now, some people who are listening to this probably, I don't know, might judge me on me worrying about money or actually I won't even say worrying about money. But I'm like, why wouldn't I be inspired to be super wealthy? Now, that doesn't mean that I'm just going to sit on a truckload of cash like we were taught from watching stupid TV shows like Scrooge. Remember the character of Scrooge? He has all this money and he's an asshole and all that. Like if you go back to all childhood movies, the rich person's normally the asshole, right? And so people grow up with this natural idea that if you're rich, you're an asshole. That's the majority of society. That's what keeps most people fucked up financially. And then most people wonder why they can't get ahead because they judge people. So if you're listening to this and you're judging someone because of their money or their wealth or their finances, that really says more about the thinking behind that than it does anything else. Because without people with a lot of money, you wouldn't have businesses, you wouldn't have an economy. And essentially, it's the businesses that keep the government in flow. Essentially, businesses run the whole country. Now, we have a government and the government tax those businesses, and then normally they flounder all the fucking cash on dumb shit anyway, and it doesn't get used effectively. Whereas as business owners, you have to effectively use money in order to produce something. So good businesses are productive. Governments aren't productive because they get free money. And anytime anyone's given something for nothing, they tend to waste it, which is why governments blow a lot of cash. And so do councils and stuff like that, because they don't like accountability. The only thing that they need to do is just ask for more cash. Like, do they just put up taxes if they spend too much on dumb shit? The point that I'm trying to make is that if you can't admit to yourself, my goal in life is to be rich or to be wealthy. And my goal is to grow as much wealth as I can. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean growing a business? Does that mean employing more staff? What does that mean to the individual? If it's an answer like to just be comfortable, then that is a shitty answer. That is a vicious cycle answer. If it is, I wanna keep growing. Like I wanna create a global empire with Mojo Human Performance and I wanna make sure that people are thriving as they age. I wanna make sure that people have the best tools to bring out the best in themselves, the best in their families, the best in their businesses, all of those things. So if I can have a billion dollar empire, the majority of that money is gonna be invested in the business. Now at the same time, am I gonna live a great life? Probably, but that also hopefully inspires other people to do the same thing. There's trillions upon trillions, quadrillions of dollars globally. 
there's trillions of dollars that get moved around each day in the economy. And most people think that if someone's a millionaire, they're a fucking asshole. Do you know how insignificant a million dollars is in the whole entire economy? It means nothing, right? So the question then is, well, why can't you have that? And then also, anyone can have great health. The question is, what stops you from getting that? So why can't you just sit there and look yourself in the face in the mirror or look at yourself in the mirror and go, I want to have an amazing body. I want to feel great about myself and I want to push myself to have the best health that I can as I age. And then when you admit that to yourself, you start making decisions to replicate that versus I just want to lose weight. Well, you'll lose weight. Then what? Then what will happen is most people gain weight again. Why? Because they're at the limitations of their thinking and their goals. Growth in life is like 90 to 95% mindset and psychology and about 5% strategy. Yet if you talk to most people that walk into a gym to want to lose weight, you ask them, what's the key thing to losing weight? And they'll tell you, diet, exercise, all things that are strategy related. So I need to count my calories and I need to train, I need to have the perfect program. No, you don't. You need to have the right mindset first because given that strategy, you'll still fuck it up or you'll do just enough to get the results that you want and then you'll end up back in the same position because you'll go back to what you've always done when you get comfortable. So it's all changing your mindset. The more you change your mindset and work on your perceptions, not just the belief, the actual in-depth perceptions and the filtering mechanisms in your brain, which is a lot of the stuff that we go through at Thrive Time. Hence why that event is so different than the majority of almost every other personal development event on the planet. Because most people talk about limiting beliefs and past stories and all that. That's great. But do you know the neuroscience of how perceptions are created? Because they drive all those beliefs and reinforce thinking and patterns of behavior. So my point is, everybody who is listening to this probably needs to be very self-aware about the patterns that they have. And see if you have very vicious replicatable cycles that keep going around in circles whether they be one year, two year, three year, five year, and become very aware of those cycles. Because if you don't crack them and make changes and grow out of inspiration, you'll keep ending up back in desperation. And out of desperation, you'll grow until the pain wears off. And when the pain wears off, you'll sabotage or self-sabotage and you'll end up back in pain. It's called a vicious cycle. And that's how the majority of society operate. Anyway, Driven Mofos, I hope you're enjoying this episode. If you haven't jumped across to our Facebook group, the No BS Business Hacks and you're a business owner, jump across into that group. I've been amping it up the last couple of months, but I've got a heap of new stuff dropping in order to drive into the new year. Jump across in there. It's absolutely free. Just go to the search bar in Facebook and type in no BS business hacks. Join the group, grow your business, get out there. Also, for those of you who this stuff is resonating with, go and check out my Thrive Time event. Grab your tickets. I guarantee that event will change your life and your perceptions on the way you do everything and break a lot of those cycles that are stopping you from getting the results you want. Anyway, Driven Mofos, have a great day. Keep kicking ass. And I look forward to you joining me back here once again on another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Take care, everyone. Peace out. Keep driving hard. 